Alrighty. Just hanging out here. I think some people are hopping on. Um, I believe we are streaming both on the YouTube and the Facebook, if I've done this correctly. If not, somebody will have to let me know in the comments because uh, I don't know any better, I guess. So if you could let me know, that would be greatly appreciated. Tonight, figured I'd hop on. I've been doing a few... Um, few different testers, a few different things, and I figured I'd, I'd share a little bit about it, what we got going on, and um, get some of your thoughts as well as to what's happening, what's going down in, in the world right now. But um, first and foremost, Homegrown, our TV show, is now on TV One. So if you have Bell TV, you can watch it. We've been getting good feedback from people already that uh, they they seem to like the show and we liked creating it so if you want to check that out you can go to the TV One app or Channel One on Bell TV and watch that uh, and if you don't have Bell TV you can watch the show on our website in the new year so go to homegrownshow.ca and uh, sign up to uh, get the notification there so that you'll know uh, when it goes live on the website basically and yeah, what's what's going on here? Yeah, if you just if you want to check out the show, you're just gonna have to wait for now, um, unless you have Bell TV. And yeah, just sign up for the thing so that you can stay informed with what's going on. But uh, I'm hoping to do these live streams and stuff like it more on a uh, regular basis because. I don't know, it's winter time. It gets dark super early, and I think people could use the the fun, the whatever this is going to be. Um, not dressed up for it. I'm not doing it in the shed like some of the ones I did this summer. We got the, the bunny slippers on. The bunny slippers going on. We're comfortable. We got a fire going. So we're going to uh, sip our little, little glass of kombucha here. And we'll talk about some stuff. The kombucha. The winter, the little hydroponic system that I got set up and going. And, uh, yeah, whatever else I sort of come to mind. So I was actually in town this week talking to uh, Aaron at Wine Kits about getting a uh, getting some yeast to make some ginger beer. We attempted a little bit of ginger beer, but um, it wasn't really ready. I don't think I added enough sugar to it. Didn't add enough. Uh, no, I think the yeast was fine. The yeast was growing all right, but it was the sugar that it really needed. So for our next ginger beer, which I will be putting on. Actually, I've got... Uh, what do we got? No, it's just my kombucha behind me. Uh, we got kombucha going. We've got our little hydroponic system. I've got even over here, I've got a um, mealworm little setup. So we're getting, we're getting there. The winter season, although it's upon us, we're still trying to figure out this whole self-sustainability thing and hopefully be able to get to a point where we're not really worried about anything in the world that's going on because there's some chaotic stuff and it's just getting annoying basically having to deal with and listen to everything that's going on. Meanwhile, I just want to just want to homestead, just want to grow food and, and just have a good time. So 
we can do that and grow more of our, our community. We've had an amazing community thus far. So hopefully we can have more of an amazing community in the coming months, years, what have you, um, and have some, some more support um, and be able to support other people because I think it's valuable to have a network of people all working together to be able to figure this stuff out together because it's it's complicated it's annoying it's a lot of freaking work to do so homesteading is something and just family and life in general is something that you shouldn't um shouldn't be trying to do on your own so if you can find a group of people or some people that you can do it with definitely do so it's definitely a heck of a lot better so uh, my kombucha. Kombucha was, or is, something that I've been wanting to do for a while. It's a fermented beverage. Actually, I, I was looking into brewing ethanol, brewing sort of with a still, so making moonshine technically, and ended up falling into this sort of deep, dark web of what it really takes to kind of do that sort of thing and the legalities behind it and the reason that that ethanol or, or brewing moonshine is illegal and dangerous sometimes it can be dangerous too but kombucha is a fermented beverage that is a lot easier to make and a lot easier to um to brew i guess because it doesn't take as long to ferment. And if you just buy a kombucha off the shelf that's got a little mother in the bottom, you can use that to brew your own uh, brew your own kombucha. So that's what I've got here tonight. We're sort of testing out a few different recipes. If you want a recipe, let me know. I can probably get you one. But the kombucha is a fun little one, a fun little beverage to make. Because it is, unlike beer, it's not a alcoholic beverage. I mean, there is a little, it'll be like 0.5% by the time I'm done with it, but it is, uh, it's good for you. Anything fermented is going to be good for you. So it's nice to try out and be able to, um, be able to make, I'm hoping that I can make a better flavor coming up. We bought a ton of ginger. Nicole and I bought a ton of ginger this week so that we can hopefully use some of that in our latest kombucha. Actually, mine is right here. My current one, it's a ginger kombucha that I, when did I make it? I got it behind me. I started it the 31st. I think I started on Halloween or like November 1st or something. And then this is my um, kombucha now. I squeeze all the air out of it. It is a ginger orange pico kombucha that um, this one was bottled November 13th. And it is very delicious. Um, hence why I'm drinking it right now. So getting a tester sip um it needs more it needs some more sugar in it for sure and to be able to uh get a little bit more going because with kombucha you really need to you really need to get it what am I trying to say? With kombucha, you really want to ferment it and get it carbonated to the point where you're able to um, to have it nice and like a nice fizzy drink. I guess you can make it however you want, but I like I like a nice fizzy drink. 
and I like a nice sweet kind of fizzy. All kombuchas are different. A lot of the time, people will brew it so that it's too acidic, and I'm not a huge fan of an acidic kombucha. So you end up with this like really tart, really sharp, burns your nose type kombucha, and that's not the type that I like. That's not the type that I want to uh, to be brewing. I want one that I like. So we're trying to figure out a good recipe for it and brewing it at about like 20 liters, I think, at a time. And, well, 40, I guess, if you count both carboys. And it's a fun experiment, at least for the winter time, because, I mean, all I've got is time to be able to wait and watch it just kind of go, exist, do its thing. Anyway, but the other, what else we've kind of got on the go is the hydroponic system, which is behind me, which is, I mean, it's working. It's growing, but it's not necessarily exciting. All our seeds are just kind of growing a little bit. They're tiny, tiny seeds right now. And I'm hoping that it will produce... I don't remember... I don't have the seeds or the seed bag right here. I don't remember what kind of seeds they are. Just some type of lettuce, like an iceberg or something. Something simple to be able to grow and be able to have something, some greens for the winter because of what's happening down south which is really frustrating because we import a lot of our produce and i never really knew until recently i guess or dealing with so many farmers or talking to so many homesteaders that we don't really have a local like new brunswick or even local canadian um supply chain for a lot of these things like a lot of these things you're going overseas for uh, or not overseas but you're going down south you're going to the u.s from florida you're getting it from california arkansas where i mean it's going to be winter here for six months but there's definitely the possibility to be able to grow our own lettuce hydroponically or inside in some greenhouse yeah it might be a little more complicated but man with the price of diesel with the price of fuel and with with how wild those things are going it's um it's a little much. Makes it a little little complicated and a little more expensive because, I mean, the price of heating, the price of diesel, the price of gasoline just makes your food or everything, anything you're trying to buy, it just makes it that much more expensive. So we've come out of this culture, at least my generation has come out of this culture that we were such a... a hustle culture and trying to make as much money and trying to make a ton of, of money as possible. And now we're more so to a point where, or at least for some of us, I think there's still remnants of that, that hustle culture that exists. But we are more so, I find, in a culture, at least the people that I surround myself with, of I want to not have to worry about that. I want to do my own thing and I want to make as little money as I need to basically to be able to survive, to be able to, to get on and grow my own food. And it's, which is our biggest, I mean, you, you live to stay warm and eat your own food or eat food. So what my biggest kind of expense or our biggest expense has been over the past few years or just in general is food or heating, like our electric costs and, and they're raising electric costs as well. So it just gets ridiculous after a little while. So 
we're trying to figure out how to reduce our overall expenditures. Like, what can we not spend money on? Like the little worms. Little uh, meal worms to be able to feed the chickens, growing our own uh, kombucha, growing our own lettuce and different things. We want to be able to be self-sufficient almost entirely, if that's possible. I mean, it takes a village, it takes an entire community of people to be able to do that, but we're trying. We're hoping to get to a point where we don't have to worry at all about finances specifically, because, I mean, you can only work so many hours and you can only work so hard, and yeah, it just work, work, quote-unquote work, isn't my favorite thing. So if I could farm, I enjoy farming, which technically is still work, farming and growing things, that is more what I want to do and try and, and, and be able to get to a point where we are growing food for not only ourselves, but also for other people and for people in our community, because then you, that's a big thing off your back. And I don't want to be a a farm that specializes in one thing, not that that's necessarily bad, but if you specialize in one thing, it makes it a little more difficult to support yourself. So the immediate, the, the, the idea is I want to support me and my family first and then be able to grow and then sell the excess to be able to finance whatever, or to be able to, to grow more, to do more. So we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that that is possible even i don't know if on this scale that we're kind of doing it that it's even doable at all but we're trying or going to try and hopefully it works out we'll see but winter time is the time to really plan that and figure out okay what is our garden gonna be what is it gonna look like what's it gonna how are we gonna do this and i mean it just started we literally just had our first snowfall so I don't know. I don't know what the next six months are going to look like through winter and just kind of bunking her down here for the season. But hopefully it's not as, as wild um, as last winter was. Last winter was really cold and I'm not a fan. Not a fan of the cold, personally. Some people like winter. Some people break out the snowshoes and the ski. Some people live for ski season, which personally, not me. Not for me. I live to hibernate in the house and then come springtime I'm I'm all over it like I'm outside every single day to be able to work with them. I mean I still have to be outside every day to work with the chickens or to do whatever but I prefer to be inside to well in the winter time anyway to be able to hang out here to work on what we got going on here and Nicole keeps saying that she wants a bigger house which would be easier if we have with with more family or if we have a bigger family and want to have more people over because our place is so ridiculously tiny right now that it would just be a lot easier if we had more space. So that time will come, but again, that's another thing that comes with time, money, and, and more effort because with the housing right now, housing is so expensive that it, it makes it a lot more complicated when you're trying to not have a mortgage basically i don't want to get another mortgage i think personally the mortgages are basically a scam 
because of all the interest and just, yeah, you should be able to do that in a community amongst yourselves. And if you can't do that, I don't know. It, it, it just, everything is so expensive to the point that it does not make sense. So what I want to do is buy a piece of property and then on the piece of property, be able to build or start building our, our house from there and just do it over a few years, which I, we have some friends and have met some people that are doing similar or are doing exactly that. They bought property and are building their house. And, um, but most people, they'll still take out $150,000, $200,000 mortgage to be able to build their house. And that's not what we want to do. I'd rather do it twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 at a time to be able to not have to worry about that. So all in due time. And with six months of the year where we're kind of cooped up inside and don't really have the option to go out and, and take care of that, it kind of makes it a pain. But we'll figure it out. We're still working towards it. But one of the things recently that I've noticed have been has been a huge pain is just social media in general, trying to get things out there and spread more information and to teach or learn from other people because when you've got things, especially the homesteading side of things, or I've recently got into hunting, if you've got anything of that side of like you're killing something or you are, I don't know, it just seems that anything on social media is anti-hard work or anti-labor and it's super frustrating, especially when you're trying to grow animals and you want to learn how to butcher a pig or how to hunt or how to this, how to that. And it's it's difficult to be able to learn those things when you can't find any information about it. And YouTube changed their algorithm back in, what, 2019 so that any hunting-related content gets kind of squashed which sucks for any channels. Um, the East Coast Waterfowl Mafia guys that I've been hunting with the last little bit, they used to get a ton of views on there. So when we're trying to get this information out there and trying to meet more people even, it makes it a lot more difficult because we don't have the option to do so. Like, it's we're up to this algorithm. So we've been trying to encourage people to go to the website, go to homegrownshow.ca, go to different thing. We've got a telegram chat that we're setting up now, just homegrown show on telegram. So it, it just makes things easier to connect directly with people. Um, even this, like doing a live stream, we are kind of uh, up to the mercy of Facebook or YouTube or wherever it's being streamed and it's it's frustrating that that is what we kind of have to be I don't know victims of that's not the right word but you have to listen to what the algorithm wants and share that and a lot of it's just just garbage just garbage content unfortunately Chris says we'll be upgrading their garden next year so we'll be able to trade excess uh, with others also hunting geese Oh, you're hunting geese on Sunday? I am busy this weekend, but I would love to in the future. But that is something that... Um, Rachel says, you're going to have those haters, many supporters, every hunting season, cannon groups, homesteading comes overhead. Yeah, it's something that, like... Um, I wish there was more options like there's been in the last couple of years there's been a lot of 
social media types, like social media things that have opened up and and there's not really a ubiquitous like one place for people to congregate, unfortunately. It's kind of been difficult that um yes, I did get my shovel, thank you. Um it's been difficult for people that want to learn and want to better themselves. You can't really do so when you're kind of stuck with the algorithms like this. Like I'd love to, I made a whole movie. Like I've got a 40 minute film about me butchering and raising my chickens and I can't show it. Like I can't share it on YouTube or Facebook because it'll get well, not only demonetized, but it'll likely get taken down because it goes through the process of we raised a hundred chickens we lost a ton of them, which I think I shared a little bit about that. But we raised a lot of chickens. We lost some of them. But then we butchered them. And that's what you do. Like, if you're going to eat meat, and that's what I wanted to do, is I wanted to learn how to raise animals to be able to eat their meat. Same with hunting. Like Chris said, like, I want to be able to go hunt and be able to share that type of thing with people because I think it's super valuable for people to learn these things. But when I can't share them and when we're making this content to be able to put out to people and to share with people and really teach and show like how awesome this lifestyle is because largely like we were hunters long before we were farming as humans. So now we're getting into, we're trying, we're kind of backpedaling into this lifestyle and I think especially in Canada, we're seeing, like, it's it's rough. The, the There may not be, like, supply chain issues to the point where you may not be able to find things, but you're, we're getting to a point where I think we're going to see huge issues at the store where things are just going to get outlandishly expensive, and it's just not fair. It makes it really difficult for any family. Like, when you're seeing the price of your grocery bill grow exponentially within a few months what what can you do you can't budget for that and then with the bank of canada raising mortgage rates for some people like you, again you can't budget for that so you end up getting screwed and a lot of people have been sold this lie that you need to go to school you need to get an apartment in a city and then you just need to make a ton of money but the reality is if you're living in a city you're a sitting duck and I know there's some people that may be watching or some friends that we have that live in cities or that live even in apartment complexes. And a lot of people can't get mortgages because of the way things are right now or can't find housing or can't get out of where they are. But if you can do whatever you can to save and buy land, like if you can buy an acre plot of land wherever, wherever you need to move to and then buy a camper like spend 2500 bucks get a camper dropped on your land and be able to figure that stuff out um of course find a community people around you that you can do it with but man it's so unfortunate to see people that want to homestead or want to try this lifestyle and want to learn so many people that are into homesteading and this kind of stuff they they seem to be open to a new kind of lifestyle a new kind of whatever open to learning if nothing else and to help help each other there's very few people in the homesteading community that i've found that are not helpful or not willing to to open up and, and be together i guess and so it, it just 
if you can find other people to be around and find other people that are willing to teach you, that's what apprenticeship is, I guess. We've, we've built these structures, these formations of formal schooling around apprenticeship, but you should be going and learning from other people. You should be trying to figure this stuff out. And you're never too old to, excuse me, you're never too old to continue learning, to keep learning, figuring out new things, because every year is going to be a little different. And every year you might want to change something up, but man, the last two, I mean, we've done it, what, since 2020 now, and the last two years have been incredibly thought-provoking, and we've learned so much. We've learned a ton from our community of people that are willing to tell me when I'm being a complete idiot, have no idea what I'm doing. And that's why we've documented so much of the process, because we want to see in two, three, five years where we're going, where we're headed and, and see what we've done along the way. And like, okay, here's what we used to do. Here's how we can change it. Here's how we can do better for the future. And there's so much value in being able to document that process and move forward with it. And Atlantic Canada is so unique compared to other places. I mean, you go down into the, um, more southern states, I mean, North Carolina or Tennessee or whatever, you're getting a much different climate than we have here in Canada. And so when you're on these homesteading groups or talking to homesteading people, a lot of them I find are more southward than we are. So they're still harvesting in the fields right now, whereas we are kind of beholden to the, to the greenhouse and we're stuck in that. What's Steven say? Uh, it does feel rigged against people trying to go out of their own, uh, but the norm is not working anymore. Yeah, the, oh yeah, the normal is not working for anybody, right? Like the, the normal is, I don't know, I, and I guess it depends on what, what, um, what you consider normal. I don't think the no, I don't think there is a normal. I think we've almost wiped the slate clean that we're like, what? is the bare minimum. We're all living in this, this weird, like, we need to figure out how to survive at this point. We don't really, we don't have a normal anymore because what was normal five years ago or even 10 years ago was go to school, get a job, live the rest of your life. But I find the, the millennials like myself and Nicole and were really sold that lie. I went to school, I got a bachelor's degree and then the job sucked. The money sucked because everybody in our generation was taught the exact same thing, was taught to go get your degree, get a job, and shut up. Like, just keep your nose down and just just work. What's Lauren say? Real estate will only increase. Buy something small uh, and start there on a half or one acre pot. Oh, yeah. It's definitely, I think we have, I mean, we're waterfront. We're very fortunate to have what we have, but ours is only three quarters of an acre. And we want to farm it. We want to do as much as possible. We're fortunate to have um, family that owns more adjacent to us so that we can do a little bit more with our property. But what we're looking for, what Nicole and I are looking for, is a 5, 10, 20 acre plot to be able to do, to have more livestock. Because that's my passion is, is the bigger animals rather than just farming. But even as I was looking into the 
brewing liquor, let's say, um, and growing corn and, and stills and making moonshine, essentially, and kind of going down that rabbit hole, I really wanted to start growing corn or start growing grains. One, because you can feed them to your chickens, which is, again, why I'm growing the... Um, growing the mealworms here, but then also being able to use that to potentially make fuel. We're kind of reliant on, on gasoline or diesel largely in our society. And the more you look into it with, and I don't know how much, it's a lot of conspiracy type stuff, but the more you look into it, the uh, reason or the prohibition of alcohol was largely due to petroleum lobbies across Canada and the United States where the petroleum companies wanted to sell their oil. And if people or if farmers are making their own homemade ethanol, you can't sell as much oil if you're making your own fuel. So it's illegal to make your own ethanol or make your own moonshine. It's, it can be dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. But the first, I mean, methanol, which is a byproduct, can, can blind you um, quite permanently and quite easily. But... When we're talking about self-sufficiency, the more that I keep looking into it, and the more, especially in Canada, I find the U.S. is more, I've had a lot of these conversations lately, that the U.S. is more better suited for autonomy, for people. I mean, nowhere is really good right now, but the U.S. seems better because in Canada, there's so many laws and rules and restrictions in place that we don't have the autonomy that somebody in the U.S. would, whether it's for hunting, whether it's for building your own house or growing your own food, or do you need a do you need to register with the government for just about anything you're doing or anything you're trying to grow? Uh, Lauren says she's very intrigued by mead. Thinking about adding this to my kombucha routine. Ooh, that um, actually, I was talking to a friend who makes uh, mead last night. And we are probably going to, and that, uh, I forget what it was called. Um, oh, yeah, milk is, uh, milk is, was when weed was illegal. Now it's legal and milk is still way illegal, which is foolish. Which is another reason we want to get cows. Um, but, yeah, there's so many legality issues that I just, oh my goodness. It's, it took me, I mean, now I own a couple of guns, but it took me two years to get the course and there was a lot of just paperwork and BS and the whole gun thing in Canada is just a, just a nightmare. That's a whole other topic. But, um, the mead, I have a friend who makes mead and whatever it's called when you'd use maple syrup instead of honey. Anyway, I have a lot of honey from this year's hives and I'd like to try making mead. My experience with mead, I think I've only tried one or two and I've never liked them. I'm very, very picky about my um, brewed beverages, I guess you could say, and I'm just super not a not a fan of the the meads that I've tried. I want to try more, uh, and I, I'll probably end up making one before the end of the season or before the end of the winter, because why not? But it's uh, yeah, something I just need to try because right now we just like I said we got the kombucha going. Oh, we'll switch here. We got the kombucha going. I got a carboy behind me of the kombucha. And uh, so more and more, we're trying to get this self-sufficiency because you go to the store and it's just ridiculous. Like Rachel said, like 
an 18 carton of eggs was $10 at the store. Yeah, and it's it's only going to get worse. Like, if you can... It's such a, I hate the term rat race, but it's such a rat race because you're trying to go harder and faster and try, you can only work so much, right? You can only work your ass off for so many hours of the day. And when you've got family and you've got friends and you're trying to build yourself up or build your community up, you've only got so many hours and we're not all going to be making like, like we can't account for these price hikes that just keep coming and keep coming. So the more that you can rely on your own system, your own people, your own supply chain, the more, at least personally, I feel comfortable. I know people who hunt. I know I can get fresh deer, moose, goose. I got a freezer full of goose because I got my goose license. Now I can hunt goose. I've got, uh, I've got friends that raise pigs. I could get a pig there's so much value in community. It's just, we've been sold this lie that we need to be independent. We've been sold this lie that we need to, oh, you got to figure out, you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You need to figure out how to do it yourself, how to build on your own, how to grow on your own and be on your own. And no wonder we are so depressed and anxious and just screwed up all the time now. I feel bad for the next generation because we we were sold this this lie that if you just work hard enough you'll get there but now you you can't like it's not you can't keep working that hard like it doesn't make sense minimum wage jobs or even executive wage jobs doesn't make you the same money that you need to survive what's happening is you've got both the mother and the father in a family working at the same time, the kids are at daycare. Maybe they have another job in the evening. So how much time are you actually spending with your family? So something's got to break. And we... What? That was a sending star. Oh, that's fun. I don't know what stars are or what they do. I, I'm told by Facebook that they um, actually give me money. You can... Oh, she froze. What happened? There we go. Facebook froze there for a second. Um, we're getting some. Oh, we're getting some comments coming in. The um, the stars messed me up. Where are we here? Community is where it's at. We can't do it all on our own. Blessed to have friends who grow food and have many talents. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if the Facebook stream goes down, which it doesn't seem to be cooperating, head on over to my YouTube. It is working a little bit better. Um, or join the, like I said, the Telegram chat, Homegrown Show on Telegram. You can join us there. Because what's happening and what I find I'm seeing more of is things are we're being excluded. The people who want to do this and want to grow our family and grow our communities are being excluded from the mainstream. I mean, the garbage you see on TikTok or the garbage you now see on Facebook and YouTube and other social media, like the, the news is full of what's going on with Twitter right now. And like, I could not care less with what's going on in social media. But if I get a friend and I have a number of friends that message me all the time about their chickens, about their bees, about their other animals, and it just makes me so happy to see people who are, um, who are pumped up who are doing great, who are doing really good, because that is what it's all about. It's about being able to do this stuff together. 
And it's unfortunate when people don't necessarily have the family and friends to do that because you, you kind of have to separate. And a lot of people, they don't have family that, that understand. I think our family, both Nicole and I's families, are getting to a point where they get it a little bit. They're seeing this destruction on the outside and we're coming to a point where we need this. We, we need people to band together and do things together because we are stronger as a larger unit. We're stronger as, oh, who said goats? Who said that? Mary. Um, yeah, you're, you end up being stronger as, as a group of people. And when it comes to chores and things, it makes more sense to be able to do them all together. Right? Like, you can't do it all. And I keep saying this, and I feel like I've broken record saying this over and over, but years ago, you'd have the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker. Everybody had their specialty. Now, there's so much, so many different stupid things that you can do for money that it doesn't make any sense. Like, you are not contributing, and I hate to rag on somebody's career or whatever, but you're not contributing to the greater society. You, if the internet went down, a lot of people's jobs would just disappear. And I feel like some days when I, I mean, for a career, I make movies. So I'm guilty of this, guilty of this as well. It takes a village. Absolutely. Um, and so when, when you really look at it and you really analyze what's going on, what's happening, you don't want to be a part of it. Right? You want to contribute. You want to be able to grow and do things that, that matter. And to be a part of a group of people that are doing some awesome things and learning together to build, to grow, to really focus on their family and to focus on their friends that are able to, to help each other out. Because we need more of that. We've gone from a generation that, that opens up their doors to anybody that can walk by to hiding in our own little cubby hole here, afraid of judgment from people. And I think a lot of that has been brought on by excuse me, by the, the internet generation because the internet's just full of garbage and telling us that we're not good enough and we'll never be good enough and we're just terrible people for whatever we do. But we are so much better together and you need to learn that. I mean, we're, we're all almost a generation of what we've stereotypically told or been told or said that homesteading kids are or home homeschooling kids are because homeschooled kids typically, right? You have this misconception that homeschooled kids are these kind of awkward weirdos that don't really know how to socialize. And we've turned ourselves into that with the internet because we don't really know how to socialize because we get socially awkward and we don't know how to meet people. And I'm guilty of it too. I'm scared to, not scared. I, I don't like leaving the house. I'm comfortable here. But that's because I, I have my network. I have my community. I've got people that are willing to take part in these things. And we've got a network of people now and the ability to have a network of people um, all over the world. Am I, babe, are you giving me attitude right now? Or are you saying you can't hear me? The, listen, all I'm saying is with the internet, it's kind of a blessing and a curse because what we've been given is a poor 
a poor hand. We've been dealt a poor hand because we have been told all of these lies, all of these misconceptions that are not true, unfortunately. And life is so much better when you've got people around you to be able to do things with. And it's so much better when you can connect with people. And over the last, um, over the last couple of years, Nicole's been sick. She hasn't been feeling well the last little bit. So I'm doing this on my own. Even the switching. All by myself. Um, but over the last couple of years, people who are trying to better themselves, I find, whether it's homesteading, hunting, whatever, learning those types of things, we have been exiled. They're slowly being exiled from community online because those things are no longer politically correct. It's no longer PC to raise an animal for food or to go hunting for food, something that we've done as humans for centuries. It's no longer socially acceptable, which just blows my mind. So we're trying to figure out, and even I've talked to some other friends, like what is the best way of still reaching our community? Because even now we've got, what, almost 10,000 people on this page and we're only reaching what nine people are watching currently. There's so many more people that could be interested in this or could be reached by this or blessed by this that it's just not feeding the algorithm to, or the algorithm's not feeding it to them, which is super unfortunate because there are many people that could benefit from this. I'd be interested in a seed swap for next year. Anyone interested? I have some from this year. Definitely. That was something that I talked about um, <clears throat> this spring that I kind of wanted to do. I got to figure out how to organize it. Um, how to figure out a, a way to, to do that, but definitely something that we can, um, arrange. If you, um, can go to, if you'd like to be involved in the seed swap, I'll keep you updated, um, on social media, but it's kind of garbage. If you go to homegrownshow.ca and sign up for the newsletter, I don't actually send newsletters because I'm too lazy to make them, but that allows me to send you an email. I can connect with you and we'll be able to figure out seeds because I, oh, are they down here? I've got a ton of seeds. Just a second. I've got a ton of stuff we saved. Is this my seed container? Yeah. Uh, seeds right here. So, like I said, go to the website um, and uh, give me your email via the website, homegrownshow.ca. And um, what, from that, what, da, da, do you have a blog or something for us to learn and grow from that? The algorithms can't, can't take down. Yes. So that is what I'm using Homegrown, uh, the website for. So if you go to homegrownshow.ca, that is where I'm going to be placing everything. We're in the process of rebuilding it. So if you want to learn to grow, we want to have a space for people. The Telegram chat will be huge as we kind of try to encourage people through that. So if you have the Telegram app, if you don't know what that is, it's an encrypted private app that we'll post things to. Um, encouragement photos you can share. It's kind of like a group chat. I always put them on silent, but then you can share and talk and things and you can tag different stuff. So if you go on Telegram and you search homegrown show, that should be there. But um, these are broccoli seeds. I think some of these are even the ones that we saved this year. Like, look at all these seeds we got. So if you want to be a part of a, a seed share, you got a ton of seeds. Let other people know. Go to homegrownshow.ca. Um, 
just give me your email through that and we'll figure it out that way because we've got so many people that are interested in the same thing. Like I'm in some other groups, whether it's like YouTuber groups or videographer groups or just things that I want people to be able getting the, <laughs> I mean, Telegram's not a great app. I use it for a few different things. I use signal, um, over the past couple of years, we've sort of been interested. We've been, um, taught what apps you can use, what are good for certain things and what are not. Telegram is one of the best ones, sort of a, a running group chat. Signal is another great one. It's um, completely encrypted. So it's not like Facebook reading your messages and then sending you an ad for it. I'll never send you ads. I don't care. I'll never ask you for money unless you're donating whatever um, or buying something. Uh, but I just want to be able to teach and be able to continue doing what, what we're doing and be able to share seeds stuff like that. So if you uh, saved any seeds or if you just bought seeds, look at this, this is my seed box. I need a bigger seed box. Look at that, a ton of seeds. So if you have any seeds, you wanna be a part of the seed thingy, uh, seed swap. I'll probably do it through the New Brunswick homesteading as well. Uh, I'll figure that out. I don't know how to do it yet, but I'll figure it out. So go to homegrownshow.ca. Uh, somebody put that in the chat, homegrownshow.ca. Um, homegrownshow.ca and then sign up for our newsletter, which we don't have, but uh, at least that gives me your email so I can connect with you directly so that we can all share seeds because I think there's some, and eggs. I think that's cool too, because we'll need to, one thing that is, I kind of, I have ADHD, so my trains of thought get kind of, um, who is, uh, da, 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 who's got, who is this now? Lone Pine Farms would love to incorporate your honey into our honey oatmeal soap, and we'd advertise your logo on there. Uh, yeah, Mary, send me a message or an email, and we I can give you or I can get you some some of our honey to be able to do that. That would be sweet. Um, what was I saying? Something that's cool about community as well is when you are solo and you're trying to do things like raise animals, you end up with horrible genetics. Because after a few generations, they're just kind of inbred and they're disgusting. And you really don't want to do that. So when you can bring in breeds from all over the place, from different farms, different homesteads, that that's awesome. To be able to do that, to be able to... I mean, we've got our incubator. I should have bought a bigger one. I might this fall, winter, and figure that out. But um, there's nothing cooler than being able to grow your own animals to raise your own animals uh i want to do goats like mary suggested goats and pigs and i mean i'd love to do everything all the big livestock but for right now we just got the chickens probably get into ducks thanks to steve who's i don't know if he's still there in the chat we were hunting uh nicole tell, told me when we went um, duck hunting that i should bring home some because she wants some ducks uh, she, she is under the impression that they'll be a lot easier than our chickens to care for. We'll see. I don't know. I'll try to get some ducks, maybe some geese. I do like goose meat now. I've discovered that thanks to, thanks to us going hunting. Goose meat is, is delicious. I think Steve and I are going to make some sausage or some jerky or something in the near future. Can't wait to do pigs in the spring. Who are you getting your pigs from? Uh, you don't have to say that out in the chat, but you can message me because I really want to know um, where I should get piglets from. I think I have a spot to put them because, yeah, I think getting... Uh, and what I'd like to do is um, start just an 
overall animal husbandry program. I mean, all for meat. I don't want to, I never want to be this type of person that starts like a sanctuary for animals because I want to kill them. Like I won't, I won't be shy about it. I, I do want to eat them because animals are delicious, but, um, there are so many animals out there that I just love the taste of. They're absolutely delicious. So I'm not shy of eating them. I don't like having animals that are kind of useless. And I just, uh, everything kind of has its purpose. I realize that I'm not really a cat or dog person, but cats take care of the mice. Dogs really take care of the, the other bigger predators. And uh, what else do we got? Man, pigs are bacon delicious great for sausage as well which is another thing that i want to get into if you're interested in sausage making i think steve and i'll probably end up doing a video together soon and we can do that yeah i've heard anybody who ever talks to me about goats seems to tell me that goats are bad news are no good and that's not really something i want to get into but i do like the idea of a goat for milk because it's smaller than a cow. I don't really wanna, I don't have the room for a cow right now. If we were to find more land, I'd be able to do so, but someday we'll get there. Yeah, we'll definitely do a video on, on sausage making. Who else are we talking to? We're gonna do a video with um, McPherson's Apiary. I think we'll be working with them as well soon. We'll do some maple syrup in the spring. So we've got some really cool things coming up and actually some more distribution for the homegrown show. So if you haven't seen it on Bell yet or you can't watch it on Bell, uh, it's another reason to go to the website. I'll keep you updated on um, it being available there because the show is really cool and there's some stuff that... Uh, I'm really proud of getting out there, and I'm really excited about some partnerships that we have, have coming up in the future, but it's all about community, man, and the homesteading community is one of the best that I've been a part of. I've been a part of like sports when I was in high school, drama, clubs, different things, bands, and, and the homesteading community is one that is so willing to help each other and be able to go above and beyond and just show up. And even our, our chicken day, when we were butchering all of our 75 chickens, I had a buddy show just, Hey, do you need help? I'll show up. I'll do it. And he showed up and we've been able to exchange services, help each other back and forth. And that's what it's so much about is if you can find your people in your area, in your region to be able to do stuff with and learn from, cause I'm an idiot. I don't know. I, that's why I love sharing my videos because I screw it up all of the time. And some stuff, especially with animals, you kind of feel bad, but that's how you learn. And when you don't necessarily, a, a lot of these, these farms or these big, big farms are going under. There are generations that don't want to, to take care of these massive farms. And it's so sad because that knowledge is just disappearing. Like, it's just not being taught to the next generation. And it's something that I want to learn. I just want to absorb it. I don't want money. I don't care about money. I need it to survive a little bit, so I'll sell stuff here and there. But what I want is knowledge. I just want to be the sponge to be able to just, just soak in it. Because knowledge is so valuable. Both knowledge and power supersede money. Because you, you can do a lot with money, but you kind of get backed into a corner, especially when that money comes with strings attached. So 
Life is better when you don't have strings attached and you can do your own thing. You can chill. You can subsist and exist and you can make amazing food. Nicole spent today, our first, actually that Steve, that, or that duck that we hunted. Steve, I, Nicole made a uh, nice soup out of that today that we, we shot. Um, she made some bread. She's an amazing chef. And uh, yeah, she's been doing some, some really cool stuff lately and I'm excited to share more of her and what she's been doing because she's more willing to be on camera so that I can share some of the amazing recipes that she has and does. But yeah, if you want to be a part of the, the seed share, where is that, will that focus right here? The seed sharing program. Um, go to our website. I'll keep you updated with that because I think it's super cool to be able to mesh some strains together, figure different things out. And uh, yeah, man, there's so much, so much to learn, so much to figure out and to just try and have fun with because it is so much fun to watch your animals, to, to watch your plants grow, to figure this out because it feels like you're cheating the system. <coughs> it feels like you are, are getting one over on somebody because you are trying to, or you're, it's almost like you're getting away with something you're not supposed to be doing. And it's awesome to be able to do that because you're saving yourself money. You're getting some amazing friends in the meantime. And like, I've even right here, I'll break this out. I've got a bunch of, uh, I don't know if you can see them right now. Little mealworm. No, they're too small. I got a bunch of mealworm larvae in here. It's awesome. Gonna feed my chickens extra protein. It's, uh, man, it's a lot of fun. So, we'll get there in the future. There's so much to do and to try, and like the kombucha. Love me a kombucha. But, life is too short just to work and then die. So we can figure out together, communally, how to do better together. We'll definitely do that. And I think it only comes through community to be able to do that, to encourage people to spend time with your family, to spend time outside, whether it's cold, whether it's not, to spend time with your family and friends because you need that. You need to have that connection because sometimes your family will get on your nerves and it can just create this cycle of, of anger and, and disdain and you don't want that. You want to be better and to learn to be better and I think sometimes you need to learn from other people sometimes how they treat their um, family whether it's good or bad sometimes you learn um, that it's bad and you don't want to be a part of that but uh, wouldn't it be great to be back to the time where you could go to the neighbor's farm and buy milk? Well buy anything! Or even just if you had a neighbor's farm. Around me, there aren't very many farms. There are people that have some animals. But I was watching a documentary recently that said back, what was it, 20, 30 years ago, a um, one in four Americans, this is in the United States, uh, one in four Americans lived or grew up on a farm. Now it's less than one in a hundred. Which is devastating because your food has to come from somewhere. Your food's going to come from what? Right now, we got a produce shortage. That's another thing I want to talk about. Produce shortage because of the drought in California. Why are we on the other side of, of, of the, the North America, diagonally, why are we dependent on Californian lettuce? 
With all the technology now, you'd think that we'd be able to figure out some hydroponic system, some greenhouse something, and we could grow it in Canada. Because driving it, or flying, it's probably driven by truck, from California to New Brunswick, and we are reliant on that lettuce. Really? There's no, like, greenhouse in BC that grows lettuce to that scale that we can import? It's just foolishness, and that's why I want to be outside of this system, because it just doesn't make sense to me to be reliant on that, I don't know, just a bunch of dancing monkeys. It doesn't make sense. Everybody's in it trying to make, I mean, the grocery stores, Loblaws, and everybody's making record profits right now, and they're hiking up prices of everything, and they're still making record, like, give us a break here. So it's forcing a lot of people into poverty, but it's also forcing a lot of people to be resourceful. And the more resourceful that you can be and the more that you can figure out your community and how you can grow with each other, I think the safer we're going to be because you don't have to worry about those shortages because you won't even notice them. And I feel bad for the businesses like restaurants that are reliant on things like salads or lettuces, like right now they're really feeling the pinch because it's just either not available or it's too freaking expensive. So people are getting screwed, businesses are getting screwed, and it's not just over the last two years, it's continuing. And I don't think it's getting any better. So we got to figure this out together, how that we can be less reliant on that type of thing and be able to do our own thing. It's better. We're better together, because this is an amazing community. Together, we put our noggins together, be able to do some amazing stuff. Oh, somebody's talking about cannabis. What are we talking about? Fortunately, cannabis has taken over all greenhouses. When we left Ontario, there were over... That's another thing. I have nothing against marijuana or against cannabis. Personally, I even use it to uh, medicate sometimes. But there's no reason for us to be growing more cannabis than food. I get that, again, it comes back to more money. More money, more problems. And that ain't fun. More money, more problems. And, and, and more weed, more issues. You're dumbing down a generation of people who are just using it so um, willy-nilly. Like, smoking isn't good for you at all, whether it's cigarettes, pipe, whatever. It's, it's not necessarily evil. But, like, you got to be careful. Anything in excess, and we've been sold this lie, and it's been because it's been legalized in Canada, I, I feel a lot of young people are being told that you can just, like, smoke every day, smoke all the time, smoke all day. And it's just, it's not good for you. And I understand people who use it to medicate or use um, oils. I do the same. But, like, for it to take over greenhouses, like, come on. The movie Idiocracy. Oh, man, I haven't seen that movie in so long. But it just... I'm even working right now on a documentary called Eat Real Food. And I, we want to talk to so many people to be able to discuss the pitfalls of what has been... Just what's happening. Just what we are being sold. That these, these alternative products like these soy-based burgers or these fake meat burgers and just there's so much that we're just being sold and it's pushed down our throat that we made this it's better for you because the like come on 
Uh, right, I smoke like anyone else, but it has gotten insane. If you could get it before without the massive greenhouses, then why do we... It's government funded. That's the issue, is that our government in Canada... Look, this will get my stream shut down. The government in Canada has been really messing with everything. So there's subsidies and there's a lot, there's a ton of money in the the government-run cannabis operations. Whereas, you're right, it, it, people were able to, to grow it themselves and they were able to grow get it from their local drug dealer, which you're still able to do. There's still a lot of people locally that grow it, but then it's such a big business because, again, that's another thing that since it's been legalized, we've been sold it's the miracle cure. For everything. It's the miracle cure. It'll cure your depression, your anxiety, your eating disorders. It'll cure everything for you, which is just frankly not true. It's the same thing they did back in, what, the 50s with cocaine? The exact same thing. And before that, they did it with uh, opiates. It's the exact same thing. We're just being sold this lie. I mean, they did the same thing with nic nicotine, right? Like, people were sold the lie that smoking was good for you, smoking cigarettes and then cocaine and everything. And now it's marijuana. There's CBD this and THC that. And, and it has its place in medicine. But it is not the end-all and be-all for treating everything. It is not a miracle cure. And I think Sawyer is ready for bed. So I may be ending the stream here because you can probably hear him upset. So thank you guys for joining us. Again, um, if you have not seen Homegrown on uh, TV, go to the website, homegrownshow.ca. We'll be able to keep you updated with what's going on. That seed sharing program that we'll get off the ground. Um, if you want to join a place that is not censored, that we can share as much garbage and whatever as you want, go to uh, Telegram, go to Homegrown Show and join our chat there. And what else? This is my notes. And yeah, just visit us at homegrownshow.ca and we will chat there. I'm going to go spend some time with my family and I would encourage you to do the same. I love you all. I will see you soon and we will talk later.